Tacos are a regional cuisine and a big part of Texas culture. They're the perfect food for just about any occasion. Parties, a quick dinner, or as today's guest suggests, a hangover cure. What makes this food so special? This is Listen in Lubbock. For Texas Tech Public Media, this is Listen in Lubbock. I'm your host, Sarah Self Walbrick. You can eat them any time of the day breakfast, lunch, dinner, or after midnight. Tacos are a special food that Texas is known for. My friend Jose Rolat has made a career out of eating and writing about this food. He's the taco editor at Texas Monthly Magazine. And yes, that's a real job. He joins us today to talk about Mexican food and his recent visit to Lubbock. So happy to have you on the show, Jose. Hi, thanks for having me. So let's start with an introduction. Tell us more about you and what you do at Texas Monthly. So I write about Mexican food, but specifically the people behind the food, because the food is great, yeah, sure, but it tastes better when you actually know who's making it, why they're making it, and... I will do reviews. I'll do trend pieces occasionally. I've got lists, of course. But my day-to-day is traveling, writing, reading, and actually, compared to the rest of everything, the eating is quite small. I love that perspective because you're right. It is the people that make the food. That's what makes that kind of cultural moment and part of who we are. That's what makes it so special. This job takes you all around the state and even the world recently. Where have you gone? I've gone to Germany. I was part of a conference festival. I don't know. It was a lot of fun. And the tacos were fantastic. But, you know, that's really, that's rare. Usually when I leave the country, it's, to just go to Mexico. So recently I've been to Juarez and I've been to Matamoros. You've also visited Lubbock in the past month or so. What did you do while you were here other than hang out with me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I spent almost every day at Jimenez, Taqueria y Tortilleria just getting to know the family and, of course, eating. It's a wonderful place. They don't specialize in burritos like previous generations of that same family have. And so, A, that sets them apart from the beginning because, as we know, West Texas is burrito country. But I should say they do have burritos on the menu. And they specialize in these fillings that are great inside burritos. They're called guisados, which are generous stews, but they can really be anything like barbacoa or chorizo and eggs. 
tell us a little bit more just about Jimenez's and what you found there. They have a really compelling multi-generational story. So tell us a little bit more about the people that make that restaurant so great. They're going on three generations of restaurants and family ownership. It began with Mark Jimenez's grandfather and then his mother did her own thing. They had a building across from the university's football stadium. So they got lots of good business and probably got a lot of tortillas sold right before football games. Uh, (laughs) And uh, for those who don't know, I think you know, actually, right? Oh, yeah. In Lubbock, we know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so to set them apart, they specialize in tacos. But to get there, it it was really rough because Mark couldn't focus on food because he had a young family but once the kids were grown up he jumped back in his brother works with them but he specializes in barbecue in the kitchen you'll see their mother what all did you try from their menu and what was your favorite (laughs) so i tried their three amigos platter which is their number one seller it comes with picadillo and asado rojo i can't remember the third but i chose the asado i chose picadillo and barbacoa are just fantastic they had fried eggs which is a Mark thing. He loves eggs on everything. Enchiladas, burgers, and tacos. Part of that came from kind of a hangover cure that wasn't menudo. The, they're big. Actually, th- these tacos are so big that you, you might need a fork and knife. My favorite would be the asado rojo because of a depth of flavor. You and I also got to hang out at one of my favorite spots, Goodline Brewery. What did you think of that place? I love that place. It's Me too. <laughs> it's great to see the community come out to support a young business. It's only a year old and they make really great what I call beer-flavored beer. It's not crazy. There aren't, like, pickles in it or something. You know, it, it, it's it's just regular, solid, fantastic, actually, beer. That you could drink all day, and I did. <laughs> On a, at least two of those days. <laughs> and, and I love that they have a collaboration with Jimenez in that the family delivers tacos every Sunday for sale. And last year, they used tortillas in the brewing process for a 
football season beer called American football. But they're going to do it again. Did you know that? <laughs> I did know that, which is good. Um, American football is my husband Weston's favorite beer that Goodline has done in the past year. So very excited to hear that there's going to be some more of that. We have to take a short break. We'll continue our conversations about tacos in just a few seconds. Welcome back to Listen in Lubbock. If you don't have lunch or dinner plans yet, maybe today's conversation will inspire you. We're talking with Jose Relat, who's the taco editor at Texas Monthly Magazine. He recently visited Lubbock and found a taco that he says is a great hangover cure. Tell us more about that taco from Jimenez and what exactly for you makes a good hangover cure. So it is a... Beef rib, queso drowned, refried bean based taco that is once again topped with a fried egg. It's very runny, it's very hearty, it's got a lot of flavor in it. It's smoky and salty, which you might need to capture some of that water to get you over that hangover. It was fantastic, but I needed a fork and knife. And I think that's great because it forces you to actually interact with the world (laughs) to try and get those mortar skills working again. But what makes a good hangover cure? Well, with the exception of a hair of the dog treatment within Mexican food, it's typically... Menudo or a bowl of birria. I personally love cold fried chicken, but these tacos have the hardiness, the salt, the flavor. I recommend adding spice. It will kick you in the face, and you probably need that. What makes a good taco for you? What are some key elements that you're looking for as you travel the state and elsewhere eating at Mexican food restaurants? The most important part of any taco is the tortilla, be it corn or flour. It needs integrity. It needs elasticity. And it needs to carry whatever you throw in it. The filling is the second part, which can be almost anything. And then the salsa, which is the icing on this cake here. And uh, it can be spicy. It cannot be spicy, depending on what your tastes are. That's one of the big things I learned from your visit and in our conversation is how important a tortilla is and to always ask where the tortillas come from. That was one of my big takeaways from our afternoon together. An unfortunate fact is that not every taco is good. What can contribute to a bad taco? For me, it's if a taco gets too soggy too quick. What is it for you? The tortilla falling apart right as I try and pick it up 
is a big problem. That's even happened in Mexico. Uh, so there are bad tacos everywhere. What else? If it's if it's bland, I want to add more salsa, and I'm going to be disappointed yet again. I'd like to hear the story. Why this taco is made the way it is, and why it's not made another way, or where the recipe comes from. If they'll tell me. There are family secrets, after all. Absolutely. We've both eaten at El Charlatan in El Paso, which serves tacos that have an Asian twist. Their menu shows how versatile this food can be. Have you recently had any other tacos that are inspired by other kinds of cuisine? Yes. So I was in Austin recently and had more Japanese Mexican food focusing on ramen, but they had three tacos using the yakitori method, which is skewered meats or vegetables on a small grill. And uh, they were fantastic. I loved the lengua, which for those who might not know is cow tongue. Tacos have a rich history and are a very traditional food, but are there any other innovations in the taco world that you're excited about right now? I'm excited about the continued growth and interest in nixtamalization, which is the ancient preparation of tortillas. It's a long process. It can take up to 24 hours. I'm excited about how populations living side by side create their own foods. So, for example, Japanese, Mexican. When I was in Austin, this place that I went to was in an Asian supermarket food court, and its name is Ramen del Barrio. It's time for another break. We'll continue our talk about tacos and Texas culture when we return. tuned in to listen in Lubbock. I'm your host, Sarah Self Walbrick. Texas is known for having great tacos. It's a regionally diverse food that we take pride in. Jose Rollett knows this well. He's the taco editor at Texas Monthly Magazine. So far on the show, we've talked about his recent visit to Lubbock and what makes a good and bad taco. Jose, I want to talk more about how tacos and Mexican food are a key part of Texas culture. Can you give us a brief history of this cultural touchstone? As long as there have been people in Texas, there has been some form of tortilla. Corn came up from Latin America and into what is now the U.S., and corn is used for everything, not just tortillas. Then you get the chilies, which were also already here. And you get things like pecans. You get mesquite. 
you get all these things that were already here and then you bring in Spanish influences mixing with those indigenous influences and as time goes on we see a reliance on beef we have a heavy ranching history that predates Texas the Mexican cowboys introduced a lot of things including the food but also how to drive cattle (laughs) and that led to things like barbacoa that led to things like lengua all kinds of cuts of beef but a proliferation of things like chili con carne which we might know as chili or chili gravy carne guisada which who doesn't love carne guisada most of the taquerias you visit are small and family owned as you said earlier in the show the story behind the food is just as important to you as the food itself why is it important to you to connect with businesses like that i think it's important because a lot of these stories wouldn't otherwise be told and might be lost to history. I believe that these tales behind the food and of the families are what make Texas great and what makes us, us. Uh, And so I'm honored and fortunate that these people will speak to me because they don't have to. But they do, and I have to remember that it's an honor and that it's a responsibility. What have you learned from talking with these folks, both about food, but also about life? Faith is so important. Again and again, I hear not just thank God or God willing, but how important faith is to these people within their day-to-day, within how they serve, within what they make, within how they interact with the customers. I recently spoke to a woman who had two strokes, flatlined twice during open-heart surgery, and continues to run her truck in San Antonio, Rosa's Kitchen, because, you know, God lets her. And, and I think she's not giving herself enough credit <laughs> because whether or not you, you believe in a higher power, it takes guts and it takes, it, it takes so much energy to just get up in the morning and cook. And we're very thankful that folks choose to do that for us all. This episode is coincidentally airing on Cinco de Mayo. So I wanted to give you a chance to give some insight and tips on how to honor and support local businesses on this specific holiday, no matter where you're at in Texas. I think it's important to support local faculties every day. However, there will be a lot of businesses who have specials going on. And please, take advantage of those, but order 
beyond those specials and tip well because it's going to be a crazy day. It's going to be nuts. Uh, and it's a big sales day. So whether or not you ascribe to what I like to call amateur hour drinking or to just partying in general, think about what you're doing and who's doing it for you. I want to end our conversation on your thoughts of just how tacos play into our state's identity. Why do you think this has become such a food that we are just so incredibly well known for? Well, it's something that we take for granted. It's in our DNA now. One one example would be when you're late to work, you might bring a box of breakfast tacos as a mea culpa. We eat Mexican food every day without realizing it. And I think that's fantastic. We're fortunate that this was Mexico. And I think maybe we are very much more Mexican than ever because of this focus on the food. Let's continue to focus on this food and to celebrate it and to support businesses and to listen. Jose Rollett is the taco editor at Texas Monthly Magazine. I'm so glad that we could talk today. I'll link to Jose's report from Lubbock and some more of his recent stories in the web version of today's show. You can find that and past episodes at ttupublicmedia.org. I want to take a second to let you know that we're pressing pause on Listen in Lubbock. This will be the last new episode for now. Since I took over the show last year, I've enjoyed talking with other journalists about their work, but I want to take some time to focus on my own reporting. Look for more local news from my team soon. Thanks for listening in. 